0: potential accelerate their growth and continuing the cycle. In other words, they help people IMAC their life. So if you've got some hidden talent and you're looking for a safe place to express, own and display your talent, shoot them an email at the, Behind the Wheel Morning Show at gmail.com. If you're an entrepreneur a small business owner or know of an entrepreneur or small business owner looking to advertise on the Behind the Wheel podcast, but weren't certain as to whether or not there was a possibility. We have eliminated all the guesswork. It certainly is a reality. Who's this we you're talking about? You know it's just you. i not, we're going to go with we. We now have, be going with we? I think we're going to go with we. Let's try. We now have the ability for you to sponsor an episode. How cool is that? Your ad can run pre, mid, or post-roll. Simply visit coffee.com forward slash BTW podcast. The details will be in the show notes. That's K-O hyphen dot com forward slash BTW podcast. And one of the cool things about coffee.com is it allows supporters of the show to buy me a cup of coffee. You all know I like coffee. So shout out to Latoya Shantae Soul Inspired Kimberly Hall and Kim Isaiah that's why I'm all hyped up on this coffee. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, Derek Ox baby O D D-Rock, the livin Stone! How are you all doing this morning? Hope you enjoyed your weekend. Back at it this morning. Got up, started cutting out some... Um, oh man, that's paper. That's a receipt from, uh, from Walmart. Yeah, I'm trying to wipe my face. Got up this morning, started cutting out some masks and uh, was thinking about Episodes and things I had to complete last week was the anniversary of when I was called into like the precinct, man. And so I read the post, and I'll be, be you know adding about it separately, talking about it separately. But I had reached out to one of um one of the guests, previous guests of the show. She's an attorney. Um, good to have uh, resources at your, uh, you know, in your in your phone that you can dial and call. So I called her up. I was like, hey, B, can you do me a favor? Um, I don't know if you still have the voicemail that I had sent you um, during that time. And um just called back, we talked for a moment. And you come to the realization, you know, you could be very trusting or feeling like, yeah, let me just hurry up and get this over. And it was like, yo, I felt like I like I got reprimanded, man. It was like, yo, what? You 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 just wanted to hurry up and get this over with? You know, you ever have one of those moments where you, you know, somebody asks you a question. And then you just hear like crickets, you know, like just, just silence because the, the wheels are turning or not turning. Or you're just like, damn, was that a loss for words? I was at a loss for words. I, well, actually, I didn't know she was actually wanting me to answer the question. It, it didn't sound like a rhetorical question. I don't know if it went up, if the pitch went up at the end of uh, her, you know, talking or went down. So I'm really not can't determine whether that was a question or not she wanted an answer to so i remained quiet but she actually wanted a, wanted, a, wanted an answer it's like you wouldn't rush through you know the production of your uh, your episodes so why would you want to just hurry up and, and and get through this experience this exchange with law enforcement and i am not naive you know to thinking you're like Cops are good people. Nah, I just, I just I don't like being around. I just wanna I I don't even like I'll say hi, how you feeling or whatever. But I'm not trying to have a conversation with you. I'm not trying to, you know, buy you a cup of coffee. I'm not thinking everyone is evil. But at the same time, you know, it's just like, yo, I see the lights flashing in the background, you go through routine. So, yeah, that's 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 my mindset. But she's like, yo, this could have, you know, this could have went awry. This could have went in a bad direction, yo. And you just gotta know that. So I'm thinking about it because I had it was like I said it was the anniversary. I read the the post and in the post I was wondering like, yo, is it what is it like? Um you know, I've never thought about being white. You know, like I'm not I'm not ashamed of my skin color at all. I'm not ashamed of being black. You know what I mean? I've gotten quite accustomed to it. Like I went for a run just now and um and I, I see where like I got on my um my night shorts and I could see where like I've gotten slightly darker. Since, uh, during these three miles, but I've, I I like my I like my skin, I like my, you know what I mean? I've never been like, oh man, I think my nose, I need to, you know, make make my nose a little taper, my nose, and my mom's used to, uh, she used to squeeze my nose, like, standing at the bus stop, She'd squeeze my nose, squeeze my nose, like, what you doing, mom? Huh? Oh, and then she would, you know, take, split, lick her tongue, and try to get the cold out my eyes, like, ah, oh, dang God. so So, you wash your face in the morning properly, you don't have to worry about getting cold in your eye with, with, with saliva. From your mama's uh, tone. Anyhow, so I'm like, yo, yeah, it's something that you have to, uh, you have to live with. Like, I'm not ashamed of it. I did at one point. I tried to, I tried to S-curl. But who didn't try to S-curl? NWA had a jerry curl. They had jerry curl. So I'm like, yo, so, you know, niggas with attitude can have jerry curl. I don't feel so bad. I think I was in good company. I haven't tried that since. I remember at one point I tried to um lock up my head. My pops was not having it. You know, he was not having. <laughs> but now, you know, um, I don't think there's much you can say. He's like 90-something years old, bedridden. You know, I, I think I could take him. I'm a little skeptical still, even in that state. But um, yeah, so it was never a thing of feeling as though like I wanted to be white. Nah. I'm just curious as to. You know, I I know gravity still is an effect for white people as it is for black, Asian, Mexican, Latinx, whatever. So, all the same. So, you're still going to be on the ground. But I'm just wondering, I'm just curious to know what it would feel like, what it would be like. You know what I mean? I mean, is it something different? Is there some mysterious cold? And so, as I'm thinking about that, Sandra Finley, shout out to Sandra Finley, friend on Facebook. Yo, she sends me a message. And there are people who are just pure evil. They have these masks that they've created that look like black people. It's like it looks like a black person from a distance if somebody's seeing it in, in the commission of a crime. And they say, "Well, describe the perpetrator. He was about six feet, black man. You know what I mean, with a hood." And it's just a black guy, just some random black guy. But there are these white guys who went and they, they've gotten these masks and they're committing crimes with a black mask. And I'm like, yo, if that's what you like, you just man up. Take the L if you get caught. Why? Why do that? Like, go to that extreme? You know what I mean? That, that's blackface. Like, that's real. You really bought a blackface. Like, you want to see what it's like. So I'm thinking maybe, I'm not thinking about being white, but I'm wondering, like, like what would you do with your arms? You'd have to wear gloves? You'd do that in the wintertime with gloves on, but it would be kind of odd, you know what I mean? Out in public, with a white face, black hands, it'd be confusing, you know what I mean? But that is pure evil. That is just pure evil. I don't know why somebody would, would consider doing that, but to each his own. So I'm thinking about it. And I'm saying, like, yeah, I wanted to do the episode because I didn't want the audio to go to waste. And so I started and I'm like, how am I going to do this podcast? And you think um, about something that you're considering doing. And yesterday I was talking about, you know, success leaves clues, it leaves clues. So you find out somebody did something similar to what you're doing or did or considering doing, it's nothing new under the sun. So it's got to be something out there. <clears throat> so you think about like, you know, Tyler Perry was doing these plays. You know, and then he has a consistent theme and a fan base. And how did he get started? He was, you know, doing them outside his car, and then you know, he built a, a, a. He's got an entire empire down in Atlanta. You know what I mean? So who else has done something like that? And you think about most recently, I'm like, it's a Ray. Let me find out about it. it's a Ray. You know, it's like I'm not an insecure demographic. You know what I mean? That wouldn't. I wouldn't that show was not designed for me. I mean, I could sit down and. Well, I've never watched. It. I could tell. I've never watched it. But after seeing her inside of Entrepreneur, the video. If you haven't seen that video, you got to go check it out. You know, after seeing her inside the video, I got curious as to how she got started. I'm like, oh, she had, she, there was a web series. Oh, okay. Let me go check this out. Oh, so now I'm intrigued. I'm like, okay, you find out about it. Find out about her moms and, and pops. And, uh, you know, they, they came from a well-to-do family. You know, she's, uh, but she's a hustler and a grinder. Is that a crossroads in her life trying to decide if she was going to go to uh, business school or law school, I think it was, and um, decided, ah, I'm going to scrap both of those ideas and I'm going to pursue the, the Awkward Girl series. And uh, yeah, you know, kick, got a Kickstarter jumping off. Pharrell, I didn't know, had invested in, in her, um, her early work, you know, Will Moore, I'm like, oh, okay. See, there's clues that are left there. You know what I mean? their clothes and you say oh look at that so you're thinking about doing something you don't have to reinvent the wheel like nobody wants a triangle wheel or a square wheel we're good on the wheel go get some different tires you know maybe good year well <laughs> if you leave it up to uh trump you're not buying good year i would go buy some Goodyear tires if i needed some tires right now just out of spite yo like yo for real get some good good it's good it's a good tire man all American. Like, why would you be mad at Goodyear, man? Yo. And you think about like the post office and the strategy right now and having a conversation about the post office. There's an institution that just didn't seem to evolve. I'm like, how do you, you, your whole business model was developing, you know, delivering packages. That was your gig. You delivered mail. And then you see Frederick Smith. That's a lot of, that's a lot of pulsive. You see Fred Smith come up and now Fred Smith is, you know, Fred Smith, FedEx. And now he's, um, he's blowing up. And you think y'all would have adjusted, adapted, tried to change the model up? It's like, nah, we're good. We're good doing what we're doing. You know, you're good doing what you're doing. And you don't change. You don't make any adjustments. It's just a job. It's just the post office. You're delivering the mail. And so, yeah, you, you see a decline and, and people aren't writing letters. My mom used to write letters. I had a beautiful penmanship. Cursive writing. I was like, dang, you write so nice. Oh, I want to write letters. I used to look forward to, you know, after um, you know, got married and moved and moved back to Barbados, she would write me a letter or a birth card, birthday card. You know, I think she sent me birthday cards when I was um, we were at home. You get it in the mail or well, my, uh, my sister lived in, uh, Maryland, Baltimore. She would send letters too. called me master Oxley. That's what they call young kids. Master. I was like, okay, master, I'm master. All right. All right. Call me master, whatever. So, um, you know, you think about the post office and they just, just refuse to evolve. How do you not evolve? You see things happening and now they're stuck there. And then he appoints this new, um, Postmaster general, first couple of months in position, and then there's a decline in the business. This is not accidental. This is, like, intentional. Like, you are pissed that your organization, that you think you are in charge of, yes, you are the president of the United States. It's not your business. This is like your, like, little, you know, thiefdom. You know, and if it is, then you should probably try to make it profitable. Don't look at it as how can I use this thing to for my benefit, my personal benefit. I'm going to have them delay the mail, put this guy in here. And he's just like your, your whole strategy is to defeat the. It doesn't even make sense. Think about this. You are in charge of a company that is rivaling with. You've got Amazon. You've got FedEx. D- whoever else is out there delivering mail. This would be your opportunity since you're the businessman, the deal maker, the pin maker, all of this stuff that you are. You have the oldest. This is an opportunity to turn this place, this thing around. You could have made your mark. Stamp, Boom. Businessman. Nothing says business more than the postal service right now. And you're a businessman. You're wheeling and dealing. But you're killing it. (laughs) Isn't that funny? That's not funny. You're a businessman. How do you not see that as an opportunity? You're thinking about your election. You're four years. This was an opportunity. to turn that around. You could have made your mark. This would be something I would stand on. I'm like, yo, post office. Yeah. All right. I'm a businessman. Jeff Bezos is a businessman. I think I'm, you know, I'm just as good as Jeff Bezos. Probably not. You're not. Not probably not. You're not. <laughs> You're not. You just don't have it. You're not. But I would, I would, I was like, yo, why, what can we do to turn the post office around? Because then you would go down in history, instead of being an idiot, yo, he turned the post office around. They're making a profit. They are rivaling with FedEx. They're opening up locations in Walmart. I was in Walmart the other night, and I was like, yo, there's a FedEx office inside of Walmart. FedEx is renting space from Walmart. Mm, so is, you know, Subway. But I, I stopped and the guy was like, yo, why is this guy probably taking pictures? Why is he, what is he doing? Why is he taking pictures? Yeah, I can't tell you why I'm taking pictures, man. I'm undercover here. You know, I'm doing research, competitive research, man. You know, so I'm wondering, like, where is UPS going to drop their, their locations? You know, you think about Walmart. I went inside the superstation inside of uh, Wally World, Connecticut, and there's this big, giant orange tower. Like, damn, yo, what is that? You know, you evolve, you you innovate. You don't stay stagnant. That starts to stink after a while. Nobody wants to stay still and and, and stagnant, you know? And so, yeah, I think about what we're doing. You think about like podcasting and radio, like podcasts. it's, 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 It's not new, but it's really starting to take, you know, build up some momentum. You think about local businesses. You know, we are up. I haven't looked this week yet, but I looked last week. We we're already up two percentage points from when I first started measuring the awareness, you know, our reach here in Connecticut. And I'm serious about that too, man. What you measure, what you move, get you know, what you measure gets moved. Yo, that's my um, It's my protein, my organ, you know, uh, you know, just uh, plant-based protein. Finished up these uh, three miles. And uh, yeah, we'll get back at it. You know, shout out to my man, Alden Gibbs. I put word out for for those folks who who supported the Unicorn Hunting Project and been supporting the... The uh, the podcast, you know, sent them a, a message. Give them first crack. First, give the family, and then those folks who've been supporting the podcast. My man Alden went on immediately in place and placed an order. So thank you, sir. Alden and I went to high school together. He's the one that I was able to, you know, when I first started running and posted online. I'd be just posting into the ether. I did ten miles. I didn't. I wasn't even aware that it was like a running group, running clubs or anything like that. I just was, you know, after my sister telling me about running. I said, OK, yeah, let me um, let me get out there and, and do this thing and came across Alden. Alden was a member of Black Men Run. And that's what kind of like opened things up. Uh, like I said, we went to high school together and it was good to be able to see some, you know, another person, another brother who who, you know, from before, like um, before college, you know, high school. I had my late friend Ronald. He was like, I don't know. We, his, his dad must have told him this. The friends that you have when you were younger, man, those are going to be like your, 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 your real friends and just ride out with them. You know, Ronald, it's funny, Ronald was, um, Ronald, Ronald and Eric, I used to walk them to school, right, in Brooklyn. His mom would pay me to walk them to school. That was my first job. I remember telling y'all that, right? That's my first job, walk with him and Ronald to school, him and Eric, and go across the street. Ronald, Eric, hold his head! His mom would come to the, um, she would come to the door with a cotton duster on, no bra. And uh, why did I say that? Because you didn't have on a bra, man. I was a, I was a young guy. What do you want? I, I, I don't know. I was like, dang, go on. Your mom's just fine. Yeah. I didn't tell him that. I was like, but you know, we would joke. I was like, yo, I could be like, I'm like your father right now. I'm walking you to school. You got to hold my hand. You know, Ronald hand, um, he had this like, uh, I don't know. It must have been some sort of like skin thing because his, his hands, palms of his hands would crack would crack up. A it was like, yo, man, you got to put a glove on or something, man. You crack, crackly hands. But Ronald was like, yo, he never, they didn't, they, they didn't work. They didn't have to work. You know, his mom, his grandmother would take care of him. And, um, but when we got older, Ronald was like working two jobs, man. He was, he was hustling, doing the thing thing, man. You know? Mm. Yeah. So that was, the, that was my, one of my best friends growing up. And, um, uh... Yeah, you don't have many people that you can connect to, connect with, uh, that real friends that you can, you know, count on, that go back, that that, 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 that have been riding with you, you know, my other friend, my man, Neil, you know, caught up with him occasionally, he, you might have seen him on the, uh, I think, I think we did a show once, is this what you do, man, you go around recording people, I've always got my recorder out, man, that's how I got that recording of the, uh in the preset, you know. That's how you got that recording in the precinct, but I don't want that recording to go to waste. So that's gonna be turned into a to a show. Um I think podcasting, like I said, is an opportunity for people to advertise their goods. It's an opportunity for creators to create content. Um, yeah. You think about sponsors, you wanna get like in a niche market and you're out there and you're thinking local, local businesses, like what is it to get on the radio? But I think about artists here in in Connecticut. Um, uh, the radio station is, uh, the, the hip hop radio station is 93.7. That's located out in, in Hartford. But when you get further down to like Bridgeport, like the middle of the state, it cuts off. Like you don't even get access to it. And then like, you're sort of like in the middle of the state, you might get, you get, um, 105, you know, 98.7. And then it's, you know, it's a little fuzzy, but as you get closer to, you know, New York, then it then then the it, it picks up. So they're only serving like half the state. So to me, it's an open opportunity. You know, so that's what we're going to continue to build here, um, in 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 Connecticut, and not just Connecticut, but yeah, like yo, if you're looking, you got more uh, listeners in France, and you're in Connecticut, you might want to plant some roots here. So, that's what we're doing. We're going to be planting roots. So, I'll be excited to see where we are this week. Like I said, we met a um, a DJ. Um, we'll reach out. We're going to have him on the show. And we'll be reaching out to artists and really continue to, to build and push um, just for awareness. Not, and not just about the, the business, but about your art. You know, come on the show. Talk about your art. Have confidence. And I'm getting... like. It, it, you get to a point where you realize that you get passionate about something, and I know I could be passionate about things because I, I I do. I don't mean anyone any harm, but I'm like, yo, do you do you recognize like this is this is not going away? This is not going away. This is new media, and the the old way of doing things. It's I'm not I'm not disrespectful to it, but I'm not like saying recognizing that like that's the only way. That was a way at one point. It is not the only way for you to get your brand out there, to get your message out there, that you have to go through them. That is not the case. It's not happening. I'm just, I'm just sorry. And I'm not, I'm not buying into that. So I'm passionate about that. And I'll just continue to push, you know, this is like, when I was telling, like, this was like, this is a wild guy. I got my book too. From 90, you know, in the nineties, was having a conversation with someone around cellular phones. And I had the thought that cell phones would be so, such an intricate part of our, it almost becomes like an extension of your hand. And that's why if you reach out to someone and they don't pick up their phone, you might be inclined to call them because you know, yo, if they didn't pick up the text message and then you call them, it's like, because I know you always got your phone in your hand and it's not too far from you. So why, what are you doing? They're ignoring you. Or they maybe just don't have their phone in their hand at that particular moment. But I was told, like, yo, no, that's not going to be a case. You're not going to need house phones or whatever. But I was passionate about it. I didn't know it was going to be apps and all this thing on top of that. But I do know that this podcasting thing is not going away. And you think about voiceovers. There is so much opportunity. Like, you could be sitting in your car right now, like I am, and I could be inside. But there is just something about being in this booth. The audio, the sound quality of your voice is just like, yo, this is this is what's up. yo. So I'm sitting here. I'm, I'm drenched out. So I'm going to get out of here right now. So whatever y'all got going on today, y'all make it a good one. Shout out to Kim Isaiah, who is delivering some care packages. I'm gonna be making some masks uh, for her, some kids. And she'll be distributing uh, in her building. As kids return back to school, so they'll be returning to school in some style. I'm putting together some mash for them. Somebody's like, how you? Why are you? How are you sewing this stuff? Cause I could sew. I I I, I was a pat. I used to make patterns, yo. I started sewing. That was my little side hustle, my little weed money when I was in 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 you know growing in the hood in Bed style. I used to. That's that's my. It was my little side hustle, you know, making straight flare legs, straight legs. You know, go to the cleaners, figure out what they were charging, and then. You know, made it a little less, and was making a killing. And that's, that was my little, that was my little hustle. Learned how to sew, and you know, I, while I was in um, Boys and Girls, I was taking classes on a Saturday at FIT. Once I graduated from Boys and Girls, went to FIT and was majoring in pattern making. So you think about, you know, young young guy in school, you know, You know, every during that time frame, like I wasn't aware of. Um, I know he was uptown, he was sewing or whatever, but I wasn't uptown, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't doing that. I played ball 116th Street in the park or whatever. And so you, you know that they had a big, you know, you're talking about you get off the train and you see the people with the elephant arms. And it's just a different it's, a different, it's a different community, but I didn't know he you was know, sewing and stuff and, and and just like taking a pair of, taking designer fabric print and putting that, making jackets and tricking out cars and all that. I was just into like the garments and stuff. I would take suede, like I'd take my, um, take the yoke out of the back of the jeans and, and put some leather in there or some suede or take some milk mink that you pick up over like Canal Street and, um, then put it on top of a a jacket or on top of a coat, you know, stuff like that. Yo, this cat is like rolling up on me right now, (laughs) a literal black and white cat, man. And he's like, he's like a little thug man. I seen him in in the in the side view mirror, man. I was like, yo, what is this guy doing? It's a cat. Paws out everything. And so that sewing in the hood is like, yo, it's it's not, you know, people, are you sewing? You you you, you know, Ah, but it was none of that, but you, but you have your own sort of like insecurity. Uh is it cool, not cool? Should I do it, not do it? Uh uh and then when you so if you got this old thing going on in your head, I got this this going on in my head. Now you get to to FIT and then you see, oh, it's it's you know, you people who are there predominantly, you know, you're not making any any generalizations, but yeah, you have some people who are different, you know, different, differently, uh differently adapted, you know. You have you have you have some different folks there. So I'm like guys I don't see like a lot of guys that I can relate to from from that came from where I came from, and so just adjusting and ad- understanding that it's, you, it's a different culture. It's like it was like a culture shock, you know. I wasn't I wasn't homophobic. I was like, yo, oh, you just know, like, so you feel you don't feel like like you fit in, you know what I mean? So if you, I don't know if you ever had that feeling, like, I don't, Dang, I really don't. Not that I'm against, I, I just don't. You don't feel like you fit in in a particular setting, and then you. You you you're in your own neighborhood, but you like other things. You still sew. So, I feel comfortable enough sewing. I can go there. I could sew and I could draw. Um, but that wasn't my like. But you don't. You you still have these these things that you like. Like you find myself. I find myself when I was like in the church. I still liked hip hop. I still liked music. So it was. Was it, was it, was it, I'm like, I'm not denouncing, like, I threw away my records and stuff, my DJ equipment and all that. But I still liked music. It was just something about I like music. There's nothing wrong with music. When people get so you're trying to find your way. And why do I talk about this stuff? Because I believe that there's some young person or some maybe older person out there that's still trying to find their voice and trying to figure out like what's cool, what's not cool. Like LeCree is a is a is a Christian artist. You know what I mean? But he's 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 a rapper. And so there, there are times when, when, when someone, I mentioned, do you think that you would, um, that there would be like people rapping, you know, and, and Christian rap? Nah. He was adamant too. He was. not what the hell he was talking about. He was adamant. And it wasn't something that, you know, what was I going to talk about? But it was something that I know I liked. I know I like music. I love music. I like music. You know, I like music. That's part of, that was part of my, that part of my that's part of my, that's part of my upbringing. I'm mean, gonna tell you, Fab Five, Freddie, your MTV reps lived right around the corner from me. So I remember him going up to Spy, and Spy was a DJ in Brooklyn. You know, and if you're figuring out, like, how are you gonna get power in the street? Yo, know, they date hooked up to a light pole. You know, Fab, Fab would bring, Freddie would bring CDs from battles, not CDs, cassette tapes. It was it CDs and Cassette tapes of, you know, battles. Grand Wizard Theodore. Cold Crush Brothers, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. So this is like this is what I this is what I was listening to. I'm like, yo, this is this is stuff that wasn't on the radio. This was his. This was the crowd that he was that he was vibing with. You know, that was his whole. That was the whole b-boy, graffiti, artist, rap music. It was all part of that culture, and that's part of what I. That's that's what I grew up around. That's what I was. That's what I was exposed to. You know, so why wouldn't it be? Why would I cut off a part of that? For what? Like to now, like I said, it's not a part of you. That's and you had to embrace everything that's a part of you. You know, and some people might not. That's their hangups. Like their hang-ups because ugh, they, whatever their hang-ups are about music or about rap music in particular, that's their hangups. That's not my hang-up. Like I that's not I'm not, don't put that on me. So I feel like I feel comfortable talking about music because. I, I, I grew up on music I know what's hiding What's not I know what I like And what I don't like This, And I, and what I respect about it Is the grind That's what I respect about it I respect authenticity I respect the fact Like you are have an artist Like Dave East Who was putting in work For years He was putting out These mixtapes And then nah, He's got this license Now nah, I said my name one time Now all these people Act like they want to Get to know him so, How about now you know so you think about the ability to condense to condense a story into 3 4 minutes yo that's that's an art that's a skill and get paid for it that's a skill that's something i respect so that's what's up he's got a new album out i think i'm going to review it because uh yeah cuz i can i can talk about it because I'm a, I'm a rap connoisseur. What can I tell you? I like rap music. I could soul. You have different interests. I'm not just one thing. And black culture is just not one thing. And nobody has like a um a lock on culture, on black culture. Nobody has like the gatekeepers. You might, you know, I I I can I can flow in different directions, you know. Like, if I was in a church, they're just something about older people that I found fascinating and listen to their stories. So, yeah, I would listen to their stories. And then you have, like, the younger crew were going out. Yeah, listen to them, too. You know, you got different people. You got to be able to have different interests, man. Widen your range, man. You know, widen your range. I used to leave the block and go up to the Bronx to buy 45s to play music with because, yo. That's where they, they didn't, we didn't have, you had a record store on Notion Avenue, but he didn't have everything, so, but the uptown, they had, they had, they had, the James Brown joints, you know, stuff like Super Spur, and it danced to the drummer's beat, and just, just, yo, just all this music, it was like, yo, and then you, Love is a Message, that was the joint, man, that's, that's the, hey, well, that's it, man, I'm out of here, whatever y'all got going on today, y'all make it a good one, and we out. Mm. Ooh, hey baby oh loaded. turn that off mm. yeah <laughs>